0: Hello, everybody. I hope you had a good weekend. I'm Dennis Prager. Here's a fascinating... I don't know if the word vignette captures it. It's not a story that's been widely covered. I believe it happened last week, however. Meaning that it was recent. The... Republicans uh, in Congress, in both houses, I believe, passed legislation or wanted to pass legislation, they did in the House, that would bar any other flag being flown on federal property like the White House. Only the United States flag and uh, a flag of one of the military services, perhaps. That's it. Nothing else. And the, it, all the Democrats, except for Joe Manchin, voted against it. And yet, liberals, will continu- liberals who love this country will continue to vote Democrat. Because, I, and I believe this literally, and exactly as I am expressing it, I do not believe that there is anything the Democrats could do to hurt this country that would compel more than 5% of liberals to vote Republican. They have it in their minds from childhood and have never changed, never thought, never challenged, never rethought the premise that the threat to the society comes from the right. I, I give an analogy to that belief when I think of Somebody crossing the street, a two-way street, and only looking to the right. And I would say, how how come you only looked at the right? You you could be hit by a car coming from the left. And they said, well, my grandfather was hit by a car coming from the right. It's a perfect analogy uh, uh, for liberals. They believe their grandfather was hit by the right. I don't know exactly why. In one case, I do Jewish liberals believe that Hitler was a rightist, and therefore all threats come from the right. At the very least, and I say this as a Jew who has written a book on antisemitism, that that is such facile thinking that it is actually embarrassing. Whether Hitler was even on the right is is a philosophical question. Nazis stood for National Socialist, and Hitler hated hated capitalism he saw the Jews as the mothers or fathers if you will of capitalism among other things but that was a big one he hated capitalism you can't hate capitalism and be a rightist I'm not saying he was a leftist but it's dishonest to say he was a rightist he was a racist and racism is not a political doctrine, so it, it is it is silly to assign it as either intrinsically left or intrinsically right. But you, uh, when you're guided by your emotions, that is the way uh, that is the way life works. And it's quite remarkable that Democrats would not vote that. Only the flag of the United States of America be on the White House, (laughs) or or state flags. I mean, you know, uh, I think it was state flags and military flags, with the two exceptions. What if somebody wanted to put out a uh, a right wing flag, a conservative flag? By the way, did did President? Trump, did he ever, as president, put out a MAGA flag on on the on the White House? Hmm. I I don't know, but I bet not. But for Joe Biden to put out a a, a LGBTQIA Pride flag, that of course, that's the issue. The favorite cause of the left must be honored. And this is the president that claims he wants to unite the country. But he knows half the country is not interested in that pride flag. It is interested in civil rights for LGBT people. But it is not interested in the ideology that it represents. Such as gender is a spectrum and therefore, if a guy says he's a girl, he could compete against girls in sports. Most of this country, not half, well more than half, believe that that is wrong. That It is staggering to me that about a third of the country thinks it is right. I, I, I would say that if I, if I had to choose the most depressing statistics uh, representing the United States, one would be... That forty-five uh, percent of young people do not believe in free speech for hate speech, which means forty-five percent. If it's true, forty-five percent of young people in America do not believe in free speech. That that's that's the definition. If the moment you say except for, then you don't believe in free speech. It's like the people who say uh, they are a pacifist, except for just wars and self-defense so they 're not a pacifist <laughs> it 's amazing the The lack of clear thinking is that 's the pandemic that is crushing humanity anyway that was that 's one statistic that is depressing on the free speech issue, and the other one is how many Americans believe that biological males can compete. In women's sports, a conclusion should be drawn from that. You can convince people to believe anything, anything. If people believe that, then they can believe anything. That is frightening. And that is indeed the belief. Mm. Talking about that, because the most famous case was this trans named Leah Thomas, there's a piece here, Daily Caller, former athlete denounces gaslighting and fear-mongering campaign University of Pennsylvania waged against female swimmers. Remember how often I asked, why are the females even competing? Why don't they all just refuse to swim? And I knew at the time, even though uh, I had no evidence, but I knew at the time, the pressure on them from a this Ivy League University, University of Pennsylvania, the, that's the place where they took down Shakespeare's mural at the, the Department of English. That's the place where hundreds of law professors said that a fellow law professor who said that bourgeois middle class values were terrific values was censored By hundreds, censured, I should say, excuse me, censured, and they demanded that she not be allowed to teach a first-year course of law. University of Pennsylvania is another wasteland, morally and intellectually, in our country. Former University of Pennsylvania swimmer Paula Scanlon explained how her school blamed and sought to re-educate. Ah, re-educate, does that frighten you? That should re-educate female athletes who felt uncomfortable with biological male Leah Thomas's participation in the women's swim team. My teammates and I were forced to undress in the presence of Leah, a six foot four tall biological male, fully intact with male genitalia, eighteen times per week. So this is what I have said. If a man exposes himself to women who do not want to be exposed to, he is arrested. If a man says he is a woman and exposes himself to women who do not wish to be exposed to, he is protected by law. The women are arrested if they object. You have to have gone to college to have that position. As Orwell said, some positions are so absurd only an intellectual can believe them. Intellectuals have a great advantage, especially college academics. They do not have to live with the results, the consequences of their theories. The rest of us do. 1-8 Prager 776. Back momentarily. Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and whom can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. My choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have your back. I trust this man. That's why I mentioned him by name. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed Coin & Bullion 800-221-7694 AmericanFederal.com AmericanFederal.com Sure that many of you don't know this, but it's of it should be of interest to you. The uh, the Florida governor, the state of Florida, has announced that a teacher cannot be fired for showing a PragerU video. That that can be that our videos can be incorporated in school curricula this has uh, driven the left crazy the latest is the Miami Herald the big paper the biggest paper in florida indoctrination in florida schools prager u's conservative content aims to change minds by anna ceballos tallahassee bureau of the Miami Herald so listen listen to the way in which we are described, and the lack of self awareness, complete lack of self awareness on the part of the left. It's it's mind boggling. Governor Ron DeSantis repeatedly says he opposes indoctrination in schools. Yet his administration in early July approved materials from conservative a conservative group that says it's all about indoctrination and changing minds. It doesn't put indoctrination in quotes. It puts changing minds in quotes. They do that to us and to me constantly. They make up things and they don't put it in quotes because there is no quote to offer. The Florida Department of Education determined that educational materials geared toward young children and high school students, created by PragerU, a nonprofit co-founded by conservative radio host Dennis Prager. Just for the record, it's so interesting to me personally. That is how the left always uh, uh, describes me as a conservative talk show host, which indeed I am. They never mention author of ten books, most of them bestsellers, that he's written... The perhaps the most widely selling Bible commentary in, uh, in America today, and, uh, and any of the other intellectual achievements of my life. It's always, that's it, that's the extent. And for the left-wing reader, conservative talk show host means simpleton. A nonprofit co-founded by conservative radio host Dennis Prager was in alignment with the state standards on how to teach civics and government to K to twelve students. The content, some of which is narrated by conservative personalities such as Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson gay presented a video. I don't, I don't remember the Candace one. I'll, I'll find it for you. Tucker Carlson uh, made a video about the borders and the need to control illegal immigration. Is the Miami Herald for illegal immigration? Does it matter what they said? No. For the Miami Herald, just having Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson is enough to invalidate us. What I, when I said not self-aware, that is because when left-wing teachers teach which is almost redundant, left-wing teacher, when a teacher tells kids that gender is non-binary, that there are any number of gender identities, you're not just a man or a woman, that's fine because it's not Candace Owens or Tucker Carlson. It features cartoons, five-minute video history lessons, and story time shows for young children, and is part of a brand called PragerU Kids. The lessons share a common message: being pro-America means aligning oneself to mainstream conservative talking points. But isn't the message in most schools that being pro-American—they wouldn't use that term—is to align yourself with progressive talking points? What is a conservative talking point anyway? That we believe that the United States formed the freest society in history? That we are uh, afraid of censorship? You know, we have 600 five-minute videos. And it includes how to forgive people who have hurt you getting along with your parents, the case for getting married. They never cite those, never. The teacher, after all, will choose. I don't think most teachers will choose a Tucker Carlson video just because it could be perceived as political. But what if they show the video on why men should get married? Will the Miami Herald object to that? We are in the mind-changing business, and few groups can say that, Prager says, in a prominent video for PragerU as a whole. He reiterated this sentiment this summer at a conference for the conservative group Moms for Liberty in Philadelphia, saying it is fair, quote-unquote fair, to say PragerU indoctrinates children. Again, there's no quote. They put a a quote around fair, but not around indoctrinates children. This is the quote they, they cite from me. It's true we bring doctrines to children, Prager told the group, but what is the bad about our indoctrination? Oh, I guess I did use the word. I take that back. We bring doctrines to children. What is bad about it? That's what I would like to know, is moral responsibility for your behavior, not thinking of yourself as a victim. Isn't all moral education a doctrine or indoctrination? There is good indoctrination and there's bad indoctrination. They're not indoctrinated to respect diversity? Isn't that an indoctrination? Has the Miami Herald ever objected to that? We continue. On My Pillow's 20-year anniversary, with over 80 million My Pillows sold, Mike Lindell at My Pillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their My Pillows. You'll receive a queen-size My Pillow for $19.98. Regular price is $69.98, and just $10 more for a king-size. You'll receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you had your eyes on. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio slash podcast square and use promo code Prager to receive this amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 800-761-6302. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, it's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 today. So a big article in the Miami Herald against the decision of the, the governor of and the state of Florida to allow teachers, it's not telling teachers to use it. To allow teachers to use our materials, because and and the Miami Herald says, look, they indoctrinate, so they should not PragerU should not be allowed. Mm-hmm. PragerU is not an accredited university. They always add that we add that on the front page on the opening. We're not an accredited university. I think that's to our credit. Not to our word, demerit, given the sick things that your kids are taught at accredited universities, but nevertheless, we're, we know we're not. And it publicly says the group is a force of good, quote unquote, against the left. They ha- against the left is not in quotes. Maybe we do say that. I don't know everything that PragerU puts out. I can't. But yes, we are a force for a force of good. That's correct. And then it gives uh, terrible things that we say we're against Black Lives Matter, for example. Or we think that there is a real flaw in the Canadian government's run healthcare system. Isn't that interesting? The Miami Herald uses as an example of bad things we preach that we have videos I think by a Canadian. Yes, it is a Canadian. Why the Canadian healthcare system is inferior to that of the United States. Now, you can agree, you can disagree. But it shouldn't be allowed to be said. Do you think if a a teacher showed a video about how inequitable the American healthcare system was, the Miami Herald would object. The Miami Herald is another left wing, Pravda like source. That's it. If you're not left, you should be shut down. That's it. It's very simple. It's so fascinating what they what they find as examples of how terrible Prager You is. Broad support for law enforcement. Oh, that's another sin of Prager You. Broad support of law enforcement isn't this a giveaway that the Miami Herald does not offer broad enforcement for a uh, broad broad support for law enforcement? This is the giveaway they They believe that if you if you do advocate that and kids at school hear that, this is right wing indoctrination. This is all a giveaway about what the left believes. Broad support for law enforcement and rejection of Black Lives Matter. What? The Miami Herald still admires the group called Black Lives Matter? That corrupt racist group? <laughs> Did, have they not read how much money has been dishonestly disposed of? it's mind-boggling, is it not? That's what I mean, they're not self-aware. They're proud to tell you at the Miami Herald, we support Black Lives Matter. We do not offer broad support for law enforcement. We do not think the American health care system is superior to the Canadian. Yeah, they. another one. Touch on a range of themes, including climate policies. Specifically... How energy poverty, not climate change, is the real crisis. That's correct. That is our belief. That energy poverty will hurt more people than climate change. That's right. So far, we're right. Let's put it that way. In some cases, the videos tells kids that their teachers are misinformed or lying. I don't know which ones that is. Hmm. I'd love to know where we say that, because I'd like you to have. They never give context. They're afraid to, because even Miami Herald readers, many of them, will go. Prager, you was right. S- sounds legit to me. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. The panic. Across the country, uh, induced by the state of Florida using PragerU materials, allowing teachers to use PragerU materials is really something. So I want to read to you more from the Miami Herald. I mean, this is a big attack on PragerU, the dishonesty of it, the lack of awareness of what is going on in schools today. You have to hear what they object to, as I told you. The fact that we have a critical video on Black Lives Matter, they object to the fact that we have, quote, broad support for law enforcement. So here, let's see, in another video titled, A Short History of Slavery, narrated by Candace Owens, she says that the first thing kids need to know is that slavery was not invented by white people, quote unquote. Why is that a bad thing to teach? Is it not true? Is it not important? Now, let's put two and two together. If you object to something being taught, clearly you do not think it should be taught, and presumably you think it's a lie. You wouldn't want lies taught. So does the Miami Herald believe... It is not true what Candace Owens says. Slavery was not invented by white people. Is that a bad thing to teach? Is hatred of whites a beautiful thing to teach? Which is what is taught universally, virtually, in American schools through university? This is the Miami Herald. she also she also teaches that slavery took place in africa the middle east and asia why is this remarkable meaning worthy of remarking about <laughs> it's a giveaway The Miami Herald does not want American young people to know that slavery was not invented by whites and that it took place all over the world, including Africa, the Middle East, and Asia. She also says, quote, white people were the first to put an end to slavery, unquote, when it was abolished by Britain in 1834. Is that true or is that not true? Did non-whites abolish slavery before whites did? Is it not obvious how deep the sickness of the left is that this would be written as a news piece in the Miami Herald, the largest paper in Florida? Do you not want your kids taught this? They should be taught that it was invented by whites. If They don't say that. They just imply that. It was a white moral issue. Really? After centuries of human slavery, white men led the world in putting an end to the abhorrent practice. They're quoting Candace Owens in our video. That includes the 300,000 Union soldiers, overwhelmingly white, who died during the Civil War. Owens says, while adding that quote, no one, regardless of skin color, stands guiltless. Wow. You're not allowed to say that. There's nothing you learn about Prager You in these attacks on us. You learn about the left. Then it goes on, and I, I think I'll mention that the next hour. They quote a professor, a Kansas State University researcher, who, quote, co-authored a case study on PragerU. I looked up the case study. This is a sick woman, a liar. I'll give you some of the stuff that she says. It's, it, it is quite Remarkable. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, what was it printed? May twenty twenty two. Journal of Criminal Justice and Popular Culture. How sick! Where she says it's a case study about PragerU, and she says that we promote. Let's see. Let me find it. I got like. This is really something. Okay, one moment, my friends, because this is the stuff that they quote. There we go. Ready? Here it is. This is a professor cited in a paper in the journal, in this academic journal. These groups, including PragerU, generally adhere to varying degrees of some, if not all, of the following ideologies. White supremacism, patriarchy, anti-Semitism, nationalism, xenophobia, and, quote, traditional Christian, unquote, values. Well, by the way, it's another giveaway, isn't it? The left's hatred of traditional Christian values. What exactly do you hate about traditional Christian values? This Jew wants to know. I'd like to know specifically. What what do you what do you hate about it? What is a traditional Christian value that is equated here with hatred, with far right extremism? Really? Are we guilty of anti Semitism? Hmm white supremacy this is what the professors at arizona state said watch my speech please it's up at dennisprager.com under video the speech i gave 2 weeks ago at the arizona state legislature we fight back When it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable, you can't afford to take chances when it comes to your health. Introducing the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit, the gold standard solution for your peace of mind. Inside, you'll find eight critical medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, Z-Pak, and more, accompanied by a comprehensive and easy-to-follow guidebook empowering you to take back control of your health. From tick bites to COVID to extreme bioterror events, you're covered at any time. The wellness company's chief medical board is made up of none other than Dr. Drew Pinsky, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Risch, and more truth-telling doctors who are committed to building a parallel healthcare system. This medical emergency kit will be your lifeline. Visit twc.health Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Secure your family's health today with the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. Well, hello everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Glad to be with you. I hope you had a good weekend the last day of July. Every year goes by fast, but I do feel that this year has gone by faster. Hmm. That is is not an objective statement. That is my subjective take on the year 2023. Tomorrow is August 1st. Next day is my birthday. Seems like A few months ago was my birthday. (laughs) Well, given the speed of life, it is important that young people know the speed of life, but they don't. That's why you have to teach it to them. And you have to ask them, how will you want to look back at your life when you are an old person? How many young people think of that? Believe it or not, I did. And I thank God that I did. Because I I am happy with what I can say. I, When I look back on my life and where I am today, and it was largely because I thought, how will I want to look back on my life when I'm old? whether you agree with me or not, that is a subject under the heading wisdom. But we do not impart wisdom. Who is going to impart wisdom to young people? The adults who lack it? There's a piece in MSNBC this is really encapsulates what is going on in the West. This is a piece, it's opinion piece, by a writer named Zishan Alim, MSNBC opinion writer and editor. So I take it from his name that he is uh, either not born in the U.S. or his parents were not born in the U.S. and did not come from a Western culture. is relevant here. He is a writer and editor for MSNBC Daily. But we should invite him on the show. I wonder if he would come on. That would be fascinating. So the title of the opinion piece is, No, quote-unquote Judeo-Christian Values Aren't Going to Keep Military AI, Artificial Intelligence, in Check. A three-star Air Force General's shocking remarks about how America's religious values will sort out AI ethics reeks of hubris. So before anything else, l- let's understand the lack of self-awareness that permeates the left. If we believe Judeo-Christian values are superior, that's hubris. But if you believe progressive values are superior, that's not hubris. Right? Wouldn't that be great? I I would even tell... Mr. Alim, what I would ask him if he came on. So he would have a week to prepare an answer to my question. Why is saying Judeo-Christian values are better? Is, why is that hubris? But it is not hubris to say progressive values are better. Or how about this? Why is it not hubris to say no values are better than any other values? Why isn't that hubris, let alone uh, moral chaos? The question of how countries around the world will incorporate artificial intelligence into their military technology and strategy is an ethical minefield. This is how his piece begins on MSNBC. But a three-star Air Force general recently declared... That the U.S. had a special advantage over its adversaries in navigating those dilemmas. It's guided by the right holy books. That's his terminology. And now he writes. As the Washington Post reported, Lieutenant General Richard G. Moore Jr. made troubling remarks at the Hudson Institute last week while discussing the Defense Department's views on autonomous warfare. Quote, Regardless of what your beliefs are, our society is a Judeo-Christian society, and we have a moral compass. Not everybody does. Moore said per the Washington Post. What's wrong with that? Our society is a Judeo-Christian society, and we have a moral compass. Not everybody does. This drove him crazy, as you will see. Our MSNBC writer. He continues to quote the general, And there are those that are willing to go for the ends, regardless of what means, have to be employed. Talking about using artificial intelligence for evil. He added that the future of AI in warfare will be determined by, quote, who plays by the rules of warfare and who doesn't. There are societies that have a very different foundation than ours, unquote. This drove our MSNBC writer to distraction. His next line, more might feel comforted by this claim I certainly don't. The U.S. is supposed to be a secular state, and one would hope that an officer representing the state would view the country's ideological outlook in non-religious terms, such as adhering to international law. Uh, Get it? But what values does international law adhere to, Mr. Alim? Have you thought about that? The United States is supposed to be a secular state. Well, the United States, when we speak about the state, we're either talking about one of the 50 states, or the state means the government. The government is secular. Secular. It is not Christian, it is not Jewish, it is not Hindu, it is not Muslim. We agree with that. But he said the United States, he didn't say the United States government, either either it was deliberate or probably just non-thinking, that he conflated the United States and the state. The United States was not founded to be a secular nation or secular society, or secular country, that is not true. That was not what it was founded to be. In God we trust is one of the three statements, values, on every American coin. F- has been for a very long time. E pluribus unum and in, and liberty are the other two. The Declaration of Independence says we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. Whom does Mr. Alim think endows us with inalienable rights? International law? Really? And what if the international court decides to change those laws? What if the international legal system comes to be dominated by the communist party of china what then do you still believe international law is the source of our values this is this is precious this piece because it's so clarifying and then my favorite sentence of all from mr alim His assertion that the United States opponents may lack moral compasses due to a rejection of Judeo-Christian values is a remarkable claim. Hmm, really? Let's review that. His assertion that the United States opponents may lack moral compasses due to a rejection of Judeo-Christian values. Okay, if you, I would, you don't even need foreign opponents of the United States. If you're an American and you reject Judeo-Christian values, how is your moral compass configured? Just, Just a question. How does it know where north is? to you a piece, MSNBC, about a general who said that we should, uh, that countries that are civilizations, countries that are guided by Judeo-Christian values will use AI morally and those who are not will probably not. So he's very annoyed, the writer at MSNBC, that he believes the general does, the Air Force general, that Judeo-Christian values are the best value system. His assertion, writes the the author, Alim, that the United States opponents may lack moral compasses due to a rejection of Judeo-Christian values is a remarkable claim. Okay, if they don't have that, what is their moral compass? That's all. So I, a Muslim would say, the Quran is my moral compass. Okay, fine. If, uh, if the general thought that that was a superior moral compass, he'd become a Muslim. If a Muslim believes that Judeo-Christian values is a better moral compass, they'd become a Jew or a Christian. Or neither, just adopt those values and stay whatever they are. Moore might have been thinking primarily about China, the only country in the world that's likely to rival the U.S. military power in the coming years, and eschews religion under the Chinese Communist Party. But I would rate China's competing geopolitical interests and its increasingly apparent appetite for projecting its power globally as far greater reasons for concern about the way it may approach warfare than its lack of religiosity. God, what a revealing sentence about the author. So, let's understand something. The author at at MSNBC agrees that China is a threat. It's increasingly apparent appetite for projecting its power globally is a far greater concern about how it will approach warfare than its lack of religiosity. But isn't the whole reason to fear China its value system? Forget religiosity for a moment. Isn't values what determine how people and countries act? What is more important than the fact that they're communists and therefore evil? So their value system is communism, which means power and crush those who differ. That's all it means. We want more and more and more power. Does the author agree that the United States is governed or has been governed by a different value system than China? I wonder. I do wonder. And he ends his piece with this What we need now from American military leadership is not self assuredness about civilizational superiority. I don't agree. You know what Franklin Roosevelt said to Americans and to the troops fighting World War II? We have to protect Christian civilization," he said that over and over. I wish he'd have said Judeo-Christian, but he was right. That's exactly what the military should be projecting instead of its woke idiocies of having uh, of having men who say they are women in the women's barracks. Okay. Now, that, that's that's the battle. I'm not saying this guy's a bad guy. But he has no answers to the questions that he raised. Here's uh, news about our university system for you. Universities around the country will host critical whiteness studies courses. This is from the Daily Wire this weekend. Courses involving critical whiteness studies. See this is the amazing thing if if in Florida I spoke about this the first hour if in Florida they now allow prager u videos to be shown in classrooms they don't instruct it they don't uh, they, they don't demand it they allow it that's indoctrination but critical whiteness studies that's not indoctrination will be available to students at several colleges across the country during the upcoming school year. The University of New Mexico's Department of English Language and Literature. I'm telling you, I don't know why. Somebody should do some research. I don't know if it's even knowable. Why departments of English are among the most woke? What does critical whiteness studies, anyway, have to do with English? English Language and Literature. Poor kid, a kid wants to study Shakespeare and, and the other great writers of the English language and, and they end up with all this crap. It's, it's sad, it's just sad. Yeah, so they'll host a critical whiteness studies course where students will, quote, learn about whiteness as an ideology of supremacy and domination. Really whiteness. Other than Sean, I don't know any, any white supremacists. And I and, I, and, I, and, I, and I and I'm up there in age. He's the only one. In fact it just just it's just now I, I was talking to him about the Dodgers loss to the Cincinnati Reds, and he spoke about the whiteness of the pitcher who gave up so many home runs. And and he was shocked because he's white. How could a white give up that many home runs? What happened to white superiority? These are such empty people teaching at colleges. They are so vapid. Shakespeare is so beyond the depth of these teachers, they probably couldn't teach Macbeth. So they teach whiteness studies. More to come on The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here with one of my favorite people. Now, I'm debating do I say on Earth or in America? Uh, But probably both are true. Kimberly Strassel, columnist at the Wall Street Journal, member of their editorial board. I tell people that if they can read one thing every day, it would be those pages of the Wall Street Journal. That is how important I think uh, they are. Anyway, Kimberly, great to have you back on my show. Dennis, it is so
1: great to be here. It's been too long.
0: It is true, actually. Are you in Alaska?
1: I am currently at my house in Alaska. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> what What is the temperature? I'm just curious.
1: Uh, we're up, we're like in the high 60s today. It's been a gloomy summer up here. Not a lot of sunshine.
0: Yeah. Well, I actually find that appealing. Just to show you how the human being wants variety. I'm <laughs> I, I, I'm not joking. When when there were, it's a cloudy day in L.A. I, I am in a good mood. I'm like Oscar the Grouch uh, from Sesame Street. Anyway, uh, this uh, profound woman and fighter. That's why I love her, because she's a fighter. And uh, she's just written this book, The Biden Malaise. And for those of you who don't know the reference, it's Jimmy Carter who spoke about a national malaise, which he (laughs) helped induce, but that's a separate issue. How America bounces back from joe biden's dismal repeat of the jimmy carter years wow what prompted you to write this
1: well dennis it's interesting i wrote it because people were making the comparison and and some of the outward comparisons are obviously just very striking uh both men and inflation both men and energy debacles both men and their foreign policy fiascos often with the same countries um high crime levels etc but When I started digging in, I thought it became important to write a book that explained to people why the comparison was, in fact, unfair to Jimmy Carter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one.
1: (laughs) And that is what the book is about. It's pointing out that, uh, first of all, Jimmy Carter was dealt a much uh, harder hand than Joe Biden ever was. He inherited a lot of the problems that he got. Now, he made him worse. But he inherited some really tough problems to begin with. But secondly, and I think this is really important, is the intent. I know Jimmy Carter, he, he was a mess of an executive. He didn't really know what he was doing, but he was trying to solve some legitimate problems that existed in the country that I mentioned that he inherited. Joe Biden inherited an awesome situation, an economy that was just about to roar back from COVID, an amazing domestic energy situation, um, you know, a decently stable globe, certainly not like the Cold War. Um, and he purposely enacted legislation Legislation Designed to change the structure of the United States and caused the problems that we have now like inflation and energy prices
0: That's right. Everything you said is, is accurate But no no reader of the Wall Street Journal's chief rival would know what you're talking about <laughs> Is that fair to say?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, because they've actually aided uh Biden in his deceptions. You know, uh, when he walks around and claims that high gas prices are due to Putin's price hikes, um, you know, they don't set the record straight and note that, in fact, energy prices were on the rise well before Putin ever made it to exactly. Ukraine. Exactly. Um, same thing, inflation, you know, they, they would like to suggest, Oh, COVID supply chain problems, baloney. We all know it's because of massive overspending and a supply demand imbalance.
0: That's right. You know, uh, on, on a big macro, uh, issue, what I just raised with you, I'd just like you to comment on what I have come to realize is, and I say this frequently on my, on my show, we know what they know but they don't know what we know are you uh, are, is what i said clear to you
1: yeah absolutely i i think i think that's absolutely correct and i put enormous fault on the media the profession that i technically belong to because starting back about seven years ago essentially the moment donald trump walked onto the stage the media cast off any last semblance of impartiality, and it took a side, a you know, political side, and it has acted as an arm of a political branch ever since then. And it's really depressing, and it's doing great damage, I think, to the country.
0: No kidding. So now let me understand. The subtitle of your, of your book is How America Bounces Back from Joe Biden's dismal repeat of the Jimmy Carter years. So is this a prescription or is this a description or both?
1: It's a description and a prescription because the description that I think is most important in the book is reminding both Republicans and Democrats, because as you said, they don't know what we know, um, reminding them of what came after Jimmy Carter. And that, of course, was an enormous backlash across the country to liberal governance and mismanagement of government. Um, and then a very charismatic Republican named Ronald Reagan, who didn't just win two elections, but who changed electoral politics in the country for a generation and i think that there's a similar possibility of a moment now um but republicans are going to have to think very hard about who they choose as their messenger somebody who can broadcast a message and also bring disaffected independents and democrats into a new movement for free markets and free people
0: that's right i agree with you as again as 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 usual if you had to make a list of of the most egregious acts of biden what what would be the top five top five well one obviously
1: would be the outrageous amount of spending Uh, none of which was necessary As you and i both know they used covid as an excuse uh with to try to gen up all these new entitlement program spending that was a direct cause of inflation that would be number one number two his crippling of the domestic energy markets Uh, the crackdown on pipe downs, uh, pipelines, putting, uh, energy, uh, offshore energy. I mean, energy is, is the lifeblood of an economy. If you make it more expensive, uh, you are strangling the economy. And we are blessed here to have an abundance of energy, and we are still the cleanest country in the world. Um, And so that would be another one. Foreign policy. His withdrawal from Afghanistan was absolutely disastrous. You can draw a straight line from when he took that action to Vladimir Putin beginning to array his troops along Ukraine, believing that he could uh, go in there and that no one would stop him. And turns out that he was right. Um, uh, I think crime, crime in in the United States, Biden giving... A wink, nod, comfort to progressive prosecutors uh, and to the defund of the police movement. He never outwardly embraced it, but his Department of Justice has certainly um, has certainly uh, taken actions that make it sound as though we have corrupt police departments across the country. Um, with their pattern and practice investigations. And finally, I would just point out a a sort of moral distinction, too, between Biden and Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, whatever you might have think about, he was an honest and good man who wanted the country to be stronger. Um, And he did not demonize. I think Biden's rhetoric, uh, you know, Jim Crow 2.0, his accusations, his claims that the court is not acting normally, uh, he has done a great deal to divide this nation unnecessarily and
0: entirely for partisan political motives so here comes my 64,000 dollar question for me i'm not i don't know if this represents uh, my listeners if they could ask you one question i wrestled with this issue because i is the only president that i have ever said was a bad man i never said mm-hmm. that i've been broadcasting 40 years I believe he is a bad human being. But putting that aside, although it's relevant to my question, obviously, does he believe in his policies, or does he do it because the Democratic Party necessitates him?
1: The latter. Uh, absolutely. I don't think that Joe Biden believes in anything, which touches on your point about his uh, he is a human being. Joe Biden, if you look over his entire career, he is always just served as a vessel for wherever, wherever the, the power of his party was at that particular moment. Right now, the, the power base within the Democratic Party that is ascendant are progressives. So he is simply doing what he is told, doing what he has to do to try to keep that crowd of people satisfied and off his back because he's also ambitious. I mean, people forget this. He comes across as, you know, doddering old man. Uh, This is an incredibly ambitious, arrogant human being who, you know, really does believe he can get reelected and serve four more years, which is crazy for most of the country, but he really believes it and he doesn't want to uh, risk a primary challenge or... All right, a, a we're
0: going to talk about that. I want everybody to get the book, The Biden Malaise, How America Bounces Back, from Joe Biden's dismal repeat of the Jimmy Carter years. The Biden Malaise is up at DennisPrager.com. We return. We return. with one of the great fighters in this country, Kimberly Strassel of the Wall Street Journal, where she has a column and she is on the editorial board. Her book, if you want to understand Biden, as you hear the clarity of her speaking, so it is true about her writing. The Biden malaise, how America bounces back from Joe Biden's dismal repeat of the Jimmy Carter years, though, as she points out, and I would agree with her, and I don't like Jimmy Carter, but I, 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 uh, I never put him in the moral category of Joe Biden. Uh, uh, he makes the Carter years look honorable in compared to I agree with you that Jimmy Carter deep down, loved America. I think deep down Joe Biden loves Joe Biden.
1: Yep, I believe, I, I really believe that too, Dennis. And that was one thing. It was really interesting to do the research for this book. Um, you know, there are so many reasons why Jimmy Carter's presidency went off the rails. But it, I think that it, that distinction about what he was trying to do, uh, what he wanted to make the country, he he wanted to improve the country. And I do not believe that that is what motivates uh, Joe Biden whatsoever.
0: Is there... Uh certitude on your part that he won't be the nominee
1: i think it's a 50 50 shot right now
0: yeah Um, yeah i'm not certain at all he won't be
1: nope i think that a i still think it's possible that uh hunter biden's travails continue to to stack up um and and really provide a stench um you know or there's an age issue there he could still just decline to run um, there'll be a little bit of an interesting pickle in what happens in terms of Kamala Harris. But I also still think it's highly possible that he he faces a, a true primary challenger. like whom? Well, I'm still amazed. I mean, look, Gavin Newsom is all but running a presidential campaign, okay? I mean, he's standing there salivating, rubbing his hands together. Um, and, you know, I think if the if the amount of Democratic worries and fears about Joe Biden's prospects for re-election and can you demount I, I still think that he or J.B. Pritzker maybe at Illinois um, you know uh, Gretchen Whitmer somebody may step up
0: oh God one is more depressing than the next I know. no I'm not I'm not, I'm not being <laughs> cute I, I, I you say these names of these foolish foolish damaging people and you realize where the Democratic Party is is right now. Gavin Newsom. Everybody in America should hear Adam Carolla's hour with Gavin Newsom when he was the lieutenant governor of California. hmm Have you ever heard it, by the way, Kimberly?
1: Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, very, very revealing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> revealing is an understatement. The man, the man is empty. He is just an empty shell.
1: But he's very ambitious. You know, yes, he's picking right. this fight with, with you know, Ron DeSantis on purpose. He's of course. trying to use this moment to give himself a national profile so that he'll be positioned to make a presidential yeah. run.
0: What do you foresee? And I, I, I very rarely ask what people predict because I never answer prediction questions. So you don't you don't have to.
1: <laughs> Why but are you doing it to me? <laughs> that's
0: right because I so respect you <laughs> and I'm so curious. <laughs> any any thoughts on the Republican? Uh, I'll, I'll I mean I, I I know that this bothers many of my listeners, but I, I and I I defended and enthusiastically the great four years. And I believe they were great four years of the Trump presidency. But it is hard for me to see how he would win if he's the nominee.
1: Oh, I completely agree with you. And by the way, look, I, I, I always feel the need to, to... Say the same caveat because it, it so riles people. I tend to look at politics from a very pragmatic perspective, okay? I'm, I'm not someone that gets all loyal one way or another to someone. I just analyze things. And it was a very good four years, mostly because of the Reagan-type policies that Trump implemented or his people implemented uh, in terms of tax policy and deregulation, etc. Excellent four years. But here's a couple of problems, I think, with a a repeat. One, I'm not sure he can win a general election um, because he, for better or worse, he just so alienates a certain portion of the electorate. Two, I think this is something that a lot of Republicans fail to take in on board. Trump, because of our Constitution, can only serve four more years if he's elected. I think that that's a a potential waste of an opportunity to get a younger Republican elected, one that can be reelected in four years time, because you're going to need that long to unwind the damage from the Biden presidency. Um, But three, again, like the book pointed out, this is a moment. If you get somebody who's charismatic, who has a message uh, and who can connect to people in the middle and, and those Democrats that don't like where their party is headed at the moment, and there are a lot of them, You can forge a new coalition. Don't forget the Reagan Democrats. Uh, Those were people who felt the party had left them behind. There are a lot of them out there again right now. Um, We now call those people the Republican base. But you have to have a leader that can draw them in. And Trump is just very polarizing. I don't think he's that person.
0: Only because I so respect you, I am curious. Uh, It puts you on the spot to a certain degree, I acknowledge. Do you worry that the next election might not be fully honestly counted?
1: I think, look, I think we're going to have a better shot than it is this time. Um, You know, in 2020, the problem was that Democrats were ready with this project to change the election rules on the fly, and Republicans were caught flat-footed and did not know what was going on with the ballot harvesting and everything. The fact that the Republicans now are, you know, onto this Um, They're trying to get their own people to vote as well in as many different ways. Look, One of the problems, too, Dennis, is if you've got a party that's voting for an entire month or six weeks uh, versus a party that's voting for approximately 12 hours, there's just a a built-in advantage there. Um, And so the fact that Republicans are now trying to make sure that mail balancing is safe and secure, um, at least we're, we're looking at it this time.
0: Gotcha. My friends, the book is The Biden Malaise, and it is written by a very important American, Kimberly Strassel. Kimberly, let's speak more often, and congratulations on your book.
1: Thank you. And by the way, my children and I still get to see you all the time. We watch PragerU religiously. (laughs) Thank
0: you. You made my day. Be well, Kimberly.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: So I debated whether to talk about this. By the way, Julie Hartman is in here with me. We do a podcast together called Dennis and Julie. And
2: it airs today, I might add, at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Julie Hartman YouTube channel. So an
0: hour after my show. Yes. I'm I'm just saying this for, to the listeners. I'm not only proud of the Dennis and Julie. I think... It's important, really important. The the stuff that we bring out of each other, is uh, I think unique in media. So you should all you should all watch or listen to it, and and it'd be a great thing to introduce. Certainly me through Julie to young people in your life. Julie is all of twenty three. I remember twenty three vividly. I'm not joking. Twenty-four was my happiest birthday.
2: Speaking of which, that's right. You have one coming up in two
0: days—a big one. So anyway, I was debating whether to raise this because I know what the left will say. It's a cuckoo thing, and it's—it's it's not. What? What do you? How dare you mention this? Uh, uh, and we all know, Prager, what your agenda is in raising it. And it's true. I have an agenda in raising it but I think it is legit because I would like to know what people would say uh, to uh, this this guy in Japan. Here's the article. It's it's all over the place. Japanese man who bought 12,000-pound dog costume finally goes outside and immediately makes some canine friends as he settles into his new life as a collie. So my question is, if you're a man and you can say you're a woman, why, if you're a human, can you not say you are a dog if you feel, if you genuinely feel you are?
2: There was an article in either the New Yorker or the New York Times, I cannot remember which right now, but it talked about how there is this trend among high schoolers where they are identifying as animals. <laughs> They call themselves furries or cats or frogs or birds, and their teachers in in these American public schools have to go along with it because you're precisely right. If if you are in a classroom environment where you can identify as a gender that is not your own, you can take that further and identify as non-human. And I'll tell you another thing that is increasingly coming on the map, which for the life of me, I don't understand why the left doesn't see this. People are identifying as transracial. I just looked this up. A transracial person is one who identifies as a different race than the one associated with their biological ancestry. What is stopping white people who are applying to college from identifying as
0: black? I asked this when uh, this, what was her name? Dole's Dole. Rachel Dolezal, did you are you familiar I'm with that? Not. There was a, a woman who said she was black and for years people believed it and then it was she was outed as it were. She was really white and she apologized profusely and so on. I never understood why that's not legitimate. There are built in differences between men and women. There are chromosomal differences. And and many others. Brains. The male brain is different. Black brain is not different from a non-black brain. Uh, There are no differences inherent to race. None. Okay. So I would like to know why you can't identify with another race.
2: You mean given the left's yes, sta- yes, standards today right. that you can – well, yes. it's it, it's a really good question. So what were
0: you reading? I'm curious. I that just looked this. up
2: transracial, and it has its own Wikipedia page, and it has several – I mean dozens, if not hundreds of, of articles. And you know what's funny? I mean it's not funny. It's It's sick. The the first article that was a
0: big switch from <laughs> funny to sick.
2: Well, sometimes we laugh at things and we choose to laugh yeah. so that we don't cry. This is one of those instances. So this uh, the news site is called The Conversation, and it says, "No, you can't identify as transracial, but you can identify as transgender."
0: Right, but why can't you? Did they give a reason?
2: Well, I'm going to read it in the commercial break. Yeah, I, I would like to know, you know.
0: Wh- what is your reasoning.
2: It's not politically popular, Dennis, to identify as transracial. Oh, yes, but it's politically popular. No, no, popu- it's not
0: left wing popular. Right. That's exactly right. That's fascinating. Who are you to tell somebody that they are not what they feel?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the whole point of the transgender issue. But a race, that's fixed. It's fascinating. Anyway, the guy in Japan treated like a dog. Dog came do over they, to him. Do
2: they bark at him? Does well, he it lick says, the it floor? Says, it
0: says immediately makes canine friends. Back in a moment. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free every single day, become a member of PragerTopia.